This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back, everybody. First off, I apologize if in the background you hear a dog barking. That's my dog, Harper. I don't know if Love you it. can hear her, Sal. I did. I can't, I can't get up and get her, which is because I'm stuck at this table for right now. So I apologize if you hear her in the background. But, of course, we're getting you ready for the Packers game. And, Sal, when we started talking about this season, when the schedule came out, we broke it into two parts. We broke it into the first eight weeks of the schedule, and then we broke it into everything after that. And we all said that if the Bills could survive these first seven games, weeks one through eight, then they would be in a really good position to go on a run. I think at the time, we expected a lot more from the Packers than we've seen up to this point. So big picture. What do you think of this matchup? Do you think the Bills are heads and shoulders above the Packers? I mean, they're big favorites in this game. Yeah, I think, you know, but it's always dangerous to have a, an Aaron Rodgers on the other side. And, you know, I mean, he's, this guy's so great. And you never know. He just makes a few plays and suddenly you're like, wait, what happened here? Right. I mean, that's happened before we see that, but man, this team should be so much better than the Packers than what they've shown. The Bills are just they're loaded, their roster, the way they're playing, Josh Allen, they're home. It's going to be really good weather to throw the football if they want. The, the Packers just seem like they're having such internal strife right now, right? They just can't get out of their own way. They're, you know, Rogers saying a lot of things in the locker room and to the media that you're like, oh, well, he's Aaron Rodgers. That's what he does. But it seems even more so Then you have also the, um, uh, the, the fact that they, you know, have been without weapons basically for him to throw to. And it's something that's gone on for years. And now Devonte Adams has gone obviously. And that's kind of really showing up this year, really big time. So yeah, I don't know what to make of this Packers organization other than the fact that they just don't, they, they seem like there's a lot of chaos right now. And obviously that plays into the bills hands. The bills should really kind of roll in this game, but it's the NFL. We see it every week, Matt. I mean, that just doesn't happen all the time and it's Aaron Rodgers, So I just wouldn't dismiss him like that. No, I don't think anybody should dismiss him because if there is somebody who's got a puncher's chance, it's him. It's the guy who's the reigning NFL MVP, but it's the lack of weapons that he has when they're fully healthy. And now it's the lack of weapons that he has when they're a little bit banged up. Like Alan Lazard, when we're doing this on Wednesday, did not practice in green Bay and he's their number one option right now. It looks like they're going to have Sammy Watkins come back, but I don't know how 
terrified Bills fans are of Sammy Watkins if he's their number one option. The run game is something that would concern you with Aaron Jones and with A.J. Dillon, but the Bills' run defense has been unbelievable this year. So I think if that continues and you really force them to beat you in the air, which sounds crazy, it sounds very counterintuitive to how you would have went against the Packers in years past, I think, excuse me, that's a matchup the Bills really have an advantage in. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Bills should have that advantage. You, you take a look at it, and what his leading receiver is Robert Tanyan. Um, Aaron Jones catches the ball out of the backfield. I know you talk about Sammy Watkins. You know, I mean, you know, who knows what to expect with Sammy all the time? But yeah, they just don't have those weapons. And the other area is the Bills' defensive line, right? Going after Aaron Rodgers, a banged up offensive line. Bakhtiari, do you know the situation with Bakhtiari? Have you read about that? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's crazy how it's the played left, out. The left tackle, like tore his ACL. I think it was his ACL. He had surgery back in January. He was out for the playoffs. They decided this year to only hit a bunch of surgeries. They decided this year to not to, they didn't want to practice him three days a week to take load management off him. So he's been practicing every day, but, but then he said, so, so he didn't want to do that. Excuse me. But then he said, basically, well, I want to practice. I want to be out there. I'm, you know, I just want to be with my guys. So they allowed him to practice three days a week, but it's been a detriment and he hasn't been fully healthy in games. Then he had to miss a game. So now they may not actually play him or practice him all week. Like the original plan was And Matt, He might not even play this week again against the bills. It, th- it feels like everything that could have went wrong in green Bay this year has gone wrong because they were a legitimate Super Bowl contender. A lot of people thought even without Devonte Adams, they were like, this team is built on its defense and Aaron Rodgers is still good enough to get it done with the pieces that he has, but it just doesn't feel like it's played out that way. They're getting exposed. They're letting teams that are far inferior hang around in games with them. And then ultimately they are not able to make the play or two that they need to. And then they still lose the game. So I think I mean, the bills are 10 and a half point favorites in this game. It's the first time that Aaron Rodgers has ever been an underdog of more like double digit points. So 10 and a half point favorites it's at home. I don't think that it's fair to completely dismiss the Packers in this game, but I also think the Bills should roll. I think the bills are the much better team top to bottom. Yeah, I agree with that. Let's take a look at the other side of the ball. Um, Stefan Diggs, Jair Alexander, even, even Josh Allen said today that he expects Jair Alexander to follow Stefan Diggs around it. Jair Alexander can be really good. What's interesting about this Packers team is they are the number one team in the NFL as far as pass defense yards allowed per game. But if you dig deeper into that stat, we had Rob Domofsky who covers the uh, Packers for ESPN NFL nation on the extra point show on WGR. And he even said, yeah, but they don't get their hands on a lot of balls. They only have two interceptions and teams just don't have to throw on them because they're playing from ahead. The other team and the Packers are behind. So it's kind of interesting. It seems like even when something looks like it's going right, the people who cover the team are saying it's not as right as you think it is. This feels like it's a game where they need to get everybody involved. This feels like a single Terry game. This feels like a game where maybe you start to let James cook, get some more carries, get some more touches. Who knows if Zach Moss is available, but that's an area where they are beatable. I mean, it's the defense in general. They're not as good as we thought they were going to be. So I think, yeah, Stefan Diggs is going to have a little bit of a tougher matchup than he's used to having, but it's still a winnable one because Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen could beat anybody one-on-one or even if there's 
multiple people trying to stop him. But I think this is a big game for the secondary targets and for the running back. So specifically Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, maybe Khalil Shakir, who knows if Jay Kumaro is ready to go and he's back in the lineup, it'll probably be a day where he has a couple plays, especially going against his former team. But I also think the running back should be able to have some success in this game. I think the bills are trending, even though they're coming off a game where they had an f- entire first half of really just kind of mistakes. I think the bills are kind of hitting their stride to be in a more complete offense. And I think we saw that against a chiefs defense that I think is better than maybe some people think, but in the second half, they were, they were so good in that game. It's hard for me to think that they're not going to keep that momentum going, especially after a week off. And as they're getting healthier bills, uh, Packers on Sunday night at uh, what? 8 20 PM. It's a Sunday night game. It's gonna be a fun Sunday. Thinking about this the other day that the bills, you know, if you're a bills fan, you had, Week one to watch all Sunday afternoon games because they played on Thursday. Week two, you watched all Sunday afternoon games because they played on Monday night. Uh, they had a 425 game against the Chiefs, obviously. You could watch Sunday afternoon. You had a bye week. You watch all Sunday afternoon. You could do it again this week. It's like the fifth time already in eight weeks that Bills fans can actually watch Sunday night games, Sunday games take place before or after their own team plays, which is pretty cool. So what will you be doing on Sunday? Now, I know you talked about getting to the stadium and everything, but how will you consume football that day, knowing there's a game that night for us to be a part of and you to cover? Well, what time do you usually get there? So for an eight o'clock game, what will, what time will you get there? Oh, wait, I, mean, I usually get there for a one o'clock game at eight o'clock. I was going to say, holy dedicated oh, so that's, in there at 8 a.m. So five hours. So generous. So three o'clock would make sense for me in this situation. Um, so I would say between three and four o'clock, I will arrive at the stadium. That's kind of my plan. What I'm honestly thinking right now is that I'll watch the first half of the one o'clock games on red zone. And then I'll probably leave my house and start to head down to the stadium. I'd expect traffic to be bad because it always is at this point. Tell me if this is right. I don't know if you saw this. This is the first Sunday night football game in orchard park with fans since what, like 2007 or something. I think I saw that around this week. That's nuts. The New England Patriots, 56 to 10, I believe they beat the Buffalo Bills. It was their undefeated season. And that game was flexed into Sunday night football because the Patriots Ew. were undefeated and playing like they were. And it was horrible. And I think is the that Bills the, actually were, I think the game was tied 10 10 at one point. Is that the game that Kevin Everett walked out onto the field? Yes, I believe. Or they showed a video of him or something. It was something. Along those lines, yes. And Randy Moss had like a oh, bajillion yeah. touchdowns. Oh, like in that he game. did every week. Yeah, like he did every week. He had four maybe in that game. I don't even remember three, four, but he yeah, that was a it was a it was a beatdown. But this is that was the last time. And then they had Sunday night at Pittsburgh in <laughs> 2019 was the only other Sunday night game they played after that. And then Sunday night at home against Pittsburgh without fans. Yeah. And now, and now this next game. Wow, that's crazy to me. It, it, because uh, like in Sunday night last year in Kansas city, but you're right. The home game. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting to me. Another thing that sticks out about that game, the one against the Patriots, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent on this, but I'm like 90% that I've seen a clip of Tom Brady before talking about that is the best game he's ever played in. Like really they, the most efficient in sync game. He said he's ever played was a game against the bills. And I'm pretty sure it was that Sunday night football game. He was like, everything that we did felt like it was working. And I almost specifically, it was like one of those NFL 100 videos where they were talking about the hundred best players in the league and all of these big defining moments. And they asked him like, what's the most perfect game you've ever played. And I'm fairly certain he said it was that game. So the bills on the wrong end of that one, but much brighter and better days ahead. If you're a bills fan, for sure, Matt, what is the, what is the first Bills Packers game you remember? Uh, 
uh, honestly, it's 2014. I don't remember really? anything. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of the games that have happened since then. And I don't remember much. I mean, I remember everything about the game that happened week four of Josh's rookie year because they got shut out, right? It was the week yeah. after they beat the Vikings. So in 2014, that was the game when, you know, the Bills won Bakari Rambo game, the Aaron Rodgers shove to my chest. I remember everything about that day. I don't remember the most recent time before that. What would it that have been? 2010 uh, would have been in green Bay in 2010. Uh, the bills would have lost that game. because it would have been every four years. Um, and then before that would have been 2006 in Buffalo with Brett Favre as a starting quarterback, obviously. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember either of those games in 2010 is weird. Cause I remember almost all of the games from that era. Right. I don't remember them going to Lambeau in 2010. Um, I'm going to try, I got, I got it here. I can look it up real quick, but I think the, the bills got blown out pretty badly. I think of that game. If I remember right. In fact, wasn't that, yeah, there was like EJ maybe, right. Would have been EJ and no, not EJ. No, no, that would, have been that would have been before him. Yeah. Yeah. And JP Lossman, I think I got to look it up now. Cause I have this here. Oh, here we go. I got it right here. 34, uh, seven, 2010. Yeah. Clay Matthews had three sacks September 19th, 20 yep. to 10. I think, oh, oh, I think the bills, did they score late? Like the seven points Did that come late in the game? Even, you know what? Now I remember it. Now that I'm looking at the box score, I remember it was early in the year. I remember the bills lost week one going into this game. Yeah. I mean, Trent Edwards was 11 of 18 for a hundred and two yards and two interceptions. Think of that stat line. Now, Fred Jackson scored the only touchdown 13 to seven. Um, the first one, I think I really remember would have been 1988 maybe. And the quarterback for the Packers, believe it or not, was Depew native Don Mikowski. And they came to Buffalo and the bills just trounced them. Um, 30, 28 to nothing. I'm looking now. Don Mikowski was the starting quarterback for them. It says Rob Riddick, butch roll. Mark Kelso had a pick six, 78 yard pick six for the bills in this game. And then Leon seals, the bills had two defensive touchdowns in this game. That's the first one I remember. But the reason I'm bringing it up is, do you realize the Packers have never won in Buffalo? They're Owen six. I didn't, I didn't know that until this week. And then I saw the stat floating around there. So then, yes, I, I was aware of that stat, but it was not something that I was, you know, that I really knew going into it before this week. It's wild, man. Mike Shope on WGR <laughs> furthered point, the point by saying to me, well, first of all, it's not only just 0-6 for the uh, Packers being here. The Bills haven't won in Lambeau in quite some time. Um, the last time the last time the Bills won in Lambeau was 1991, okay? Huh. The yeah. starting quarterback, which, which makes it the last home starting quarterback in this series to lose was Mike Tomzak, okay? He was the last home starting quarterback. I talked with Steve Tasker about this game in the media room. So do you remember that? Okay. First of all, the game was played at Milwaukee County stadium, not at green Bay, not at Lambeau. And the reason why is they used to play two games a year at Milwaukee County stadium where the brewers used to play. Part of the reason was they couldn't sell enough tickets at Lambeau. That's crazy. That's so they played two games a year. One of them was that game. So what Steve Tasker remembered about this game, which is incredible. He said, both teams shared the same sideline. What? 
because of the way that the field was designed in the stadium, you couldn't have, didn't have enough room on opposite sides. So both teams shared the same sideline for this game. So I'm looking at the stats right now. You were right about Mike Tomes, Tom Zach, yes. whatever his name is. Former so Jim Ohio Ke- State quarterback, yeah. Jim Kelly was 17 to 35 for 232 and two touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown. It's your normal cast of characters you would expect for the 91 Bills team. But yeah, they won 34 to 24. And you're right. It was at Milwaukee County Stadium on November 10th, 1991. And so, by the way, later on, uh, several years later, Steve Tasker also played another game in Green Bay, and it was his final game and the one he was ejected from. Oh, really? Yeah. Steve Tasker was ejected from his final NFL game. He was retiring, and everybody knew it, and he got ejected from the game for touching an official. Respect. Love it. Go out <laughs> Go out with a memorable moment so everybody remembers. Uh, do you remember what you were doing on November 10th, 1991? November 10th, 1991, I would have been a freshman at Syracuse University. You don't want to know. Was I wasn't. I, I wasn't even born yet. Oh, okay. Oh, I was just. Saying, I didn't want to know what I was doing. I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> oh no! I was just gonna say. Yeah, I wasn't I alive. I wasn't I was alive yet for an, for another year. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I do remember those Packers games, and I do remember the Bills getting <laughs> completely, um, uh, you know, beaten up pretty badly in the game in 2018 as well. Josh's rookie year, when Josh said on Wednesday he didn't know his left from his right and protections and things <laughs> like that, which were really funny. All right. So Bills Packers, Sunday night football, 8 20 PM here in Orchard Park.